Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Are you a football fan looking for the latest analysis and news on the Jacksonville Jaguars? You're in the right place. Lock and deal, baby. Welcome to the Gen Jag Podcast with your host, Jordan DeLugo. Move those chains. Here's your host, Jordan. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the 40th episode of the Gen Jag Podcast. So happy everybody's here to join us today. Happy you guys are listening. Happy to have my co-host Scott Klein here. Sad that we don't have our other co-host Hunter Evans. How are we doing today, Scott? Good. Just watching the uh, Game of Thrones episode right now. Sorry. Oh I'll be a little goodness. distracted. No, not really. Let's hope not. I mean, we don't want to ruin anything live on air here, do we? No, I think that would kind of plummet any kind of good fortune we've had so far. I think so. That would that would be pretty messed up. So, uh, lots gone on since we last spoke. Uh, we've got a lot to get into today. Jaguars and Patriots played last Thursday. Jaguars got their first win of the preseason. So that's always exciting. Uh, Blake Bortles' talk has really heated up over the last week. There hasn't even been a game. <laughs> there was one game, but nobody was freaking out after the first game. Now, there's been a few practices and everybody is... Uh, practice? Yeah. Talk about practice? We need to get a little Allen Iverson up in here. Practice. But... Uh, We'll get into all that Blake Bortles talk. Buccaneers two-day joint practice. We'll look over that a little bit. Give you some uh, some guys that we thought did really well for themselves in those practices. Uh, Jaguars play the Buccaneers tomorrow at home at Everbank. I'm ready to hear some Duvals. I know. It's been, you ready it's for been that? So, it's been so long. Duval! Can't wait. Uh, around the AFC 
AFC South. All the teams in the AFC South have a game this week. We'll check in on all the Jaguars division rivals. We'll give you the PFF minute, and we will keep one, let one go. This episode, as every episode, is presented by Bold City Brewery. You can find them online at boldcitybrewery.com, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Bold City Brewery. Uh, they've got us some really tasty beverages here today. We've got a barrel-aged Mad Manatee. Mad Manatee is their flagship IPA. We've got this uh, this version, barrel-aged, so that's fun. I think we had that last week. We've also got some Killer Whale. It's hot as hell outside. Killer Whale's a nice, refreshing yeah. drink. Okay. And we've got another special beer that's brand new from the downtown location that we're going to do for our Pop Top segment. So... Let's get into it, man. We've got a tailgate party tomorrow at Strata Sounds downtown. It's at 240 Talleyrand Avenue. We're going to have live music from the Groove Orient, from Swarm, and from Oracle. We are going to have Bubba Burger food truck outside. Everybody who comes to the party will get a free voucher for a uh, burger over from Bubba Burger food truck. We'll have Jim Jack memberships available. We'll have Jim Jack gear available. We'll have beer from Bold City Brewery, Green Room. Rick's Tap House, Carved Vodka will be out there serving up some vodka Red Bulls for everybody. And we're just really excited to get down. We're excited to uh, hang out at Strata's new venue. I went by it today and it's looking good. Still a little bit work to be done overnight, but we're really excited for it. And we're just really excited for a damn home game. It has been ages. I'm excited to get out of the house. <laughs> yeah, Scott's excited to get away from his kids uh, for a night. Got the babysitter, so him and his wife are going to be out there enjoying it with us. Hit a very specific part of the town and stay there for a mm-hmm. couple hours. That's right. So, I just can't say how excited I am. Uh. I mean, for the Jaguars, this is preseason. But for tailgating, yeah. this is not the preseason. We're ready to go. This is the first time I'm going to see you. Live in person. Because I haven't been able to make it to training camp, whether it's from work or... The Jaguars this year Jaguars live in this person, year. that Correct. is. Not tailgating. Correct. Scott's um, uh, very accustomed to tailgating. <laughs> yeah. But, man, it's... I'm so amped. I haven't. I feel like I haven't had the, 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 the full it's back moment. Because, you know, it's still... I'm just... I'm always watching it through a screen. Yeah. Once you're there in the stadium, you got those big... You got the huge scoreboard staring at you. Yeah. It's going to get real. Yeah. It's going to get really real really quick. And hopefully the Jaguars come to play tomorrow. But if you want to follow Scott or myself, you can follow Scott at ScottKlein1. Follow me, Jordan DeLugo, at Jordan DeLugo on Twitter. Uh, both of us tweet out regularly about Jaguars news and other such things going on in the world. We don't want to get into any politics, but... Yeah. Uh, you can imagine what I'm referencing if you know anything about what's been going on in the last uh, few days around the country. So uh, you can also follow Hunter Evans, our co-host that is not here today. He's busy uh, coaching up some high schoolers. You can follow him at Coach H underscore Evans on Twitter. And he'll tell you how bad you are at watching football. <laughs> yeah, you know, you can add us. You can uh, challenge Hunter to some football talk. <laughs> yeah. Challenge any of our opinions. We're happy to talk. Uh, so, yeah. Follow Scott at ScottKlein1. Follow myself at Jordan DeLugo. And follow Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag on Twitter. 
on Facebook and Instagram at Generation Jaguar. Uh, we we pride ourselves on doing some pretty damn good Jag coverage, and we've got new content out daily, sometimes multiple times a day, depending on if there's new news. But we're amped for the season, and we just love for you guys to check us out. Obviously, if you're listening to us, you've heard of us. So uh, if you're only following us through SoundCloud, make sure to check out our social media, like we said. Make sure to check out GenJag.com. We've got all the latest news analysis, video, podcasts, obviously. So we're pumped. Pumped for the party tomorrow at Strata Sounds. It's $10 to get in, but you get a Bubba Burger. You get to drink and eat the Bubba Burger for free. And you get to see some live music and party with all your favorite Jaguar fans. So it'll be a good time. Can't wait for it. Now, we've got a lot to talk about, but unfortunately... Blake Bortles is the primary topic of conversation around the Jaguars right now. And it's been a really odd week, to say the least. Uh, Some would have you believe the sky is falling. Some local media, national media. It's been really something something to watch this past week, ever since, uh, really since Saturday's practice. Now, Blake Bortles against New England, 3 of 5. Limited reps, obviously. Played well, though. One in completion was a dropped plat- excuse me, pass by Rashad Green uh, that would have gone for a first down on third down. And the other incompletion was a throw out of the back of the end zone when there was nowhere for him to go. Mm-hmm. So you, he makes all the right plays on those five passing attempts. And looks fine. I mean, yeah. nothing wrong there. And that, and that's if that if he only has to throw five times a game. Yeah, he might. Right. He might, everything. One might of the be things okay. we, you know, can he do that five, those five plays four times in a game? Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he'll have to stack good drives and good, uh, good stretches on top of each other better than he has certainly in the past if the Jaguars hope to do anything this year. But Sunday he was pulled from practice after only a couple throws. Well, more than a couple, but maybe around five throws, I believe. He threw two pick sixes, one to Tyler Patman, one to Paul Puzlesny. You don't want to see that, obviously. Marone came out after practice and said that Bortles was on a pitch count. That sounded a little funky, like why did he start the practice and then get pulled if he was on a pitch count. Uh, he kind of backed off from those statements in a comment later and basically we figured out Bortles got pulled because he was playing bad. Yeah. You can't throw two pick sixes within a few throws of each other. Which, like they've said from that's, the beginning, you, you cannot turn the ball over and stay. I mean, that's his old foe. Yeah. Pick sixes are his arch nemesis. And once, once he gets one, it's his seems like there's another one coming right behind it. There's no question about it. Now, Bortles followed up that Sunday practice where he got pulled with two solid practices against the Buccaneers on Monday and Tuesday. Again, some places you read, you're going to see that he was terrible on Monday and Tuesday. And it's simply untrue. I charted all of his passes on Tuesday. Uh... No picks that day. Only one pick the day before, which was, of course, the first play of team drills. (laughs) Of course, right? But uh, 
He was 10 of 15 on Tuesday. Many, many of throws were short to intermediate. Several were deep. He missed on a couple deep balls. And that, and that was really the day that I saw a huge firestorm yeah. about negativity. Yes, Tuesday him. is when it really, it really went out of control. But that day, before we talk about what sent it out of control, this talk, that day he missed Allen Robinson on a would-be touchdown, and he missed Keelan Cole on a would-be touchdown. But, again, he was 10 of 15. A couple of those uh, incompletions weren't his fault. And a couple of his passes were absolute dimes downfield. He nailed Allen Robinson on a uh, corner route against Vernon Hargraves, Tampa's best cover corner, and uh, put it in the perfect place where only Allen Robinson could get it and get his feet down right in bounds and then get out of bounds. So you saw some good things, mostly for the most part in training camp. He's either been okay or good, yet you have these three practices from what I've seen where he performed pretty terribly, and people grip, grip onto that, and then adding... Adding, uh, you know, flames to the fire, you've got other local media and blogs tweeting out about how Bortles is being playing terrible. Well, they're not addressing the fact that he was 10 of 15 or the fact that he didn't throw any interceptions on Tuesday. Yeah, and I I saw, I was watching from, I follow along on Twitter because I like to stay up on what's going on during training camp when I can't be there and... It was just, I, every video I saw was Keelan Cole, he barely overthrew him, um, actually a couple times. Um, Allen Robinson maybe led it a little too far out of bounds, yeah. and A-Rob had a little we'll something to say that. about yeah. that. But I mean, it was just constantly, oh my god, this guy's, he's falling apart. And then you tweeted out, oh, Blake Bortles ends the day 10 for 15, and I was like, wait, what? Did I literally see, yeah. only see every incomplete pass that yeah. he threw that day? Yeah. It's That's just it's crazy how just perspective and what is available to you can, can, can change your mindset about a person or, 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 or a team. Yeah. Now, personally, I'm a fan of Blake Bortles because I like him. I think he really is very Jacksonville mm-hmm. in his character and personality. But I'm not a believer in Blake Bortles and I'm also not an advocate for Blake Bortles to be the Jaguars starting quarterback I've been on record saying many times throughout the offseason and the end of last year that the Jaguars must do something to bring in competition they didn't do that now Benjamin Albright who covers the NFL says a player texted him and there are rumors that wide receivers in the locker room are unhappy with Bortles and secretly lobbying for Henny. What do you what do you take from that? I mean, I find it so hard to believe these guys have played with Chad Henny. They know what he's capable of. Do they really think that? I mean, if you watch practice, Bortles has been the best quarterback for the Jaguars in practice. Yeah. What What are you thinking? I mean, there was a, there was accounts that last year. Blake Bortles is a basket case. Yeah, I mean like you that just, was reported from a un or unnamed uh, source inside the locker room. Yeah, um, Josina Anderson from ESPN. Yeah, tweeted mm-hmm. something about that last year. And it's it's 
I mean, you just look at how many games the Jaguars could have won if it weren't for Blake Bortles, and it just it, it fits the narrative. Really. It does, but is it accurate? I mean, do you really think there's Jaguars wide receivers? Like, I know who these people are: Allen Robinson, Allen Hearns, yeah. Marquise Lee, D.D. Westbrook. Uh, you know, Keelan Cole, Shane Wynn, Rashad Green, Aurelius Ben. I think, I think, if I one of those players saying that, I could definitely see Allen Robinson having the most to lose from a bad Blake Bortles because he's Lee a guy. As well. Lee, they're yeah, both in contract. They're years. both in contract years. Allen Robinson's been to a Pro Bowl with Blake Bortles being the quarterback. He's a guy who everyone projects to be. Top ten wide receiver in the league, perhaps. Yeah. At least number on there. Probably. Yeah. Um, he expects so much of himself like that, and when you have to rely on somebody who doesn't always come through, and last year rarely came through. Yeah, I can see it. Now, is Henny better? Mm. I that's doubt, that's I doubt almost it. the part that surprises <laughs> me more. Like, yeah. yeah, we're not happy with Blake Bortles, but. You're really lobbying for Chad Henney? He did have a good game against the Patriots. He's had a really good last 10 days. I'll give him that. Before that, I wasn't a big fan of what he had put on tape uh, and practice. Mm. I wasn't. He he was either checking down his MO, check down Chad, or uh, rolling out of the pocket and uh, just not finding receivers downfield. Now, like I said, the last 10 days, he's been much better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and... And maybe ninety-seven yard touchdown helps out. Yeah, it definitely boosts the numbers. But maybe, maybe they look at the offense that they're installing down there and look at the game. They ran the ball over and over again, and maybe the players feel like that kind of quarterback fits the mold a little bit better in this particular offense, as as opposed to a guy who's shown that he can turn turn the ball over regularly in dangerous yeah. positions and actually cost the team points. Or give the other team points. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it fits the narrative. It, it makes sense if you frame it a certain way. Um, it's a guy going into a contract year. I mean, how much are, are guys really going to put themselves out there for one year if next year you got a top five pick and you're going to get a quarterback? I mean, it's interesting. Yeah. And like, Tom Coughlin and Doug Maroon got to be seeing that crap and be like, what the F? Yeah. I'd be surprised if there weren't conversations within the locker room. And there was even stuff said last year about when Jalen Ramsey and Gibson yep. made those comments that were like, keep it in-house. Yeah. I mean, talk yeah. to us. Todd Wash, who obviously isn't dealing with the offense on a regular basis, he's the Jaguars defensive coordinator, he said regarding those uh, comments that were made about the Jaguars' defense last year from Deshaun Gibson and Jalen Ramsey. Good to discuss it. Not good to discuss it on social media. Yeah. Discuss that in-house. Mm-hmm. So that's... Leaking crap like this to the media, I don't think is going to fly. No. We'll see what happens. It's going to be really interesting. Now, Maybe my biggest issue with all of this is the fact that this Allen Robinson video where Robinson uh, just isn't able to get to a Blake Bortles pass in the corner of the end zone where the ball might have been a little uh, just too far for Mm A-Rob. Was it too far for A.J. Green or Julio Jones? (laughs) I don't know. Or DeAndre Hopkins? I don't know. 
But it was too far for A-Rob yeah. to get. And uh, A-Rob, I'm going to use some inappropriate language here just to quote A-Rob, keep the fucking ball in bounds. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've said, I've said stuff like that on the <laughs> basketball court. That doesn't mean I'm not a fan of the person I'm playing with yeah. or the guy that's passing me the ball. Uh, I think these comments were got, and that's not even a comment. It's instant reaction after a ball sails out of bounds that you weren't able to get to. It's not like he went to the media and said, yeah. Blake Bortles needs to do a better job. It's an instant reaction. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to tell just from someone overhearing somebody saying what, five words. Yeah, or something. It's just to me. There's a lot of things that could go into it. Yeah, he could very well hate the guy he's playing with. He could. It could. Everything they're saying could be true. I doubt it. But I mean, look. look just look at later on in practice. There's three fights. Yeah. Allen Robinson is included. Yeah. In 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 a couple of those. And I mean, it's very possible he's just trying to show up the guy. Who's probably talking smack, you know, wanting to shut him up. Yeah. He's like, man, just let me make a play. Yeah. No question about it. So you have that, that uh, you know, fans of flames for the Bortles not being, I don't even know what the talk is. Like, we knew Bortles wasn't a great quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the, my question is, why has this preseason changed the narrative? What have you seen? You've seen some good. You've seen some okay. You've seen some not so good, some pretty terrible. But you've seen more okay and good by a lot than terrible. That sounds like his overall career. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so far. You've seen in his only game action look pretty good. And both of his joint practices with other teams look pretty good. Not a lot of picks. Not a lot of turnovers. Uh I think this narrative that Blake somehow now isn't what we thought he was coming into this season is just crazy. He, yeah, he, he's still the same guy. I mean, it's interesting. But the thing for Blake will be, assuming he is the Jaguars' starting quarterback, can he, like I said, stack those good five plays in a row together, uh, five passing attempts in a row? Can he just manage the games? Your first look against New England week one, against backups, but against New England, was yes, he can do that. Now let's see him get maybe a couple more drives in this game, mm-hmm. maybe a couple more passing attempts, and see what happens. Yeah, and you, and you want to see a guy who's able to, if he makes a mistake, to not let that ruin the next 5, 10, 15 reps that he does get. Right. Now, right now, would you do something about the quarterback situation? We've got blogs talking about six options for the Jaguars to address uh, or to, to trade for or pick up to alleviate Blake Bortles of his starting duties. I don't think investing any sort of draft capital, as in like picks, especially yeah. what a quarterback is going to bring. A.J. McCarron, they're... Probably going to get a first or They're second asking, pick. They're asking, I believe, for it's a crazy. first round pick, yeah. I mean, if you were going to make the move, you would have made it months ago. I agree. And 
and I, I can see bringing in a guy at, who's a free agent at this moment. Regardless Colin of Kaepernick. Who it is. Yeah, I think we would both agree that if Colin Kaepernick's mind is on football, his uh-huh. mind's right. Bring him in. Yeah, can't be worse. And if he is, then so you threw a little bit of your thirty million dollars you have available. Yeah, I mean it's it's just there's there's too much with the future where if unless you think you're going to make a a playoff run or Super Bowl run in the next three to five years, which I do, you would hope the, so. The Jaguars yeah. are there. They have everything besides the quarterback and a couple of pieces on the offensive line, yep. which that's an offensive line that played really, really well over the last week, including in their game against the Patriots. Mm-hmm. So I, I would, I would rather. There's been Alex Smith being thrown around. I wouldn't give up a first or second round pick for Alex Smith because. I mean, I really wonder what the Chiefs would want because he's. Gotten so he's not like an old old quarterback, but he's an older guy now. He's in his thirties. I mean, I don't know what you get for him, especially when teams trying to trade with the Chiefs know they have their quarterback of the future. Yeah. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, what are the Bills going to ask for him? They seem willing to get rid of anyone on their <laughs> roster. They got rid of Ronald Darby, their best cornerback, and they got rid of their best wide receiver, Sammy Watkins, just uh, less than a week ago. So. It's, it's interesting. I mean, the Jaguars, there is precedent in the team's past for making a move during preseason yeah. at the quarterback position. Uh, David Garrard got named the starter you know, right before the beginning of the season, the, mm-hmm. the year that he replaced Byron Leftwich. And uh, we'll see. I, I think that... This year isn't going to be a year where we're going to make a significant playoff run. Maybe we'll be in the wild card hunt if all the chips fall our, fall our way. Um, I think we're a good team to an extent. But with a quarterback, do you think that that's a playoff team? Yeah. 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 It's a playoff team with a quarterback. I, I, I don't just, think anyone in the league would debate that. I just, I just think this year, out of the ones looking ahead... Is the year where you can excuse maybe going six and ten? Tell, if you have a tell young, that to Tom Coughlin. If Deshaun Watson's sitting here and he shows flashes, and you go six and ten, seven and nine, you make a market market improvement on the year before, and then moving forward with the roster we haven't set now, it's a lot easier to swallow than delaying that year. You just said Deshaun Watson because that's my guy. Okay. If, if we would have drafted him gotcha, gotcha, in this gotcha. past draft. Yeah. I mean, and there's, based on everything we've seen, there's at least five quarterbacks that could be first-round picks and mm-hmm. top picks next year. So that'll be really interesting. Personally, right now, I wouldn't do anything. I would just try to do what Doug Marone said the team's going to try to do. They'd be happy not to pass the ball at all. Yeah. Just run the f- football. And looking at the game. Give Leonard Patriots. Fournette the yeah. football. They're try. They, 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 do it. They stuck to their word. Do they it. Ran the ball. <laughs> That's right. So now that we've gotten our 25 minute Blake Bortles talk <laughs> out of the way, actually, it was probably only 20 minutes. We, we had probably like a five minute intro there, but it needed to be talked about. I'm not a fan of Blake Bortles being the Jaguars' starting quarterback, but to take anything that you have seen this preseason and this training camp 
and make that justify you not wanting him anymore, to me is crazy. Yeah. To me, he's been as good or better than I expected this preseason. Yeah. I mean, three bad days and the rest okay to good days. He's made throws all over the field in every practice, save maybe one or two, but you know, we'll see. I just I don't really get why everyone's freaking out now. Yeah, it's I guess like, just because we're getting closer to the season. The expectations before OTAs and training camp were so low, and then for some reason it seemed like they just went up and up and up, and then when they realized that he wasn't going to be what they thought they would be, they plummeted even lower than before the, yeah. the minicamp started. So odd. Now, let's get into Jaguars-Patriots recap. We touched on it a little bit. We already talked about what Blake Bortles did. He looked as good as you could expect anyone to look in five attempts. Yeah. Uh, so let's just take a look at our winners and losers from the Jaguars roster. Keelan Cole. Woo! 97-yard touchdown grab where he just smoked. Cyrus Jones! Yeah. I wish Hunter was here. Yeah. Ugh. Alabama. Take he did that. Not, he did not have a good day. Take that, Alabama. Uh, he added another catch. Total, he had, I believe, 108 yards. So, 197-yard catch, 111-yard catch, and a special teams tackle as a gunner. Yeah. That is a, that's a man trying to make a roster and hey, knowing how to make a roster. I, I think it's working, man. He's, they're going to they're gonna have to... I mean, they're going to have to keep... If he keeps playing the way he's playing, yes. how can you let that guy go? You can't. So it's crazy. Yeah. It's 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 gonna be interesting. Uh, Corey Grant. Yeah. He led all rushers last week, 120 yards on the ground. I believe he also had the longest run of the week in the NFL, 79 yards. We almost had the longest pass play too. If it wasn't for. I think Miami had a 99-yard touchdown. Oh, I missed stupid. it. Yeah, I missed it. Um, Got to one-up us. <laughs> of course. That's all right, though. We'll one-up them by making the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, how about Dan Marino's last game? Yeah. Cough, cough. So, yeah, Corey Grant, he's making uh, – he's honestly really made TJ Yeldon and Chris Ivory look not very good so far. If he was bigger and could – Pass protect a bit more. Yeah, you, you definitely are worried if you're asking him to pass yeah. protect because he's just a smaller guy. And it basically takes him off the field in a lot of situations. Yeah. Now, we'll see if he forces the Jaguars to keep four running backs, yeah. or I highly doubt that Yeldon or Ivory could be on the chopping block. But Yeldon hasn't shown much this preseason. He needs to have a nicer game against the. Uh, Against the Buccaneers, he needs to get some reps and really show why we still need him on the team. I'm a fan of TJ. You're a bigger fan of Ivory. But I I believe both of them need to be on the roster. And and he should see a healthy serving. Yeah, winning four nuts out. Now, Paul Puzlesny, he's a big winner. Why is he a big winner? Why is that? You tell me. (laughs) I thought you might know what I was thinking. Uh, He is now... According to what we've seen this week, the team's middle linebacker. Oh, yeah. So, obviously, him winning is going to lead to someone else losing there. But it's, it appears that Puzlesny is being moved from his strong side position, which that was new for him in 2017. Mm. He played at middle linebacker his whole career. It appears he's getting moved back to middle linebacker now. That was quick. 
And, uh, yeah. So that's good for him. Middle linebackers get more reps. So good for Paul. He's obviously deserving of plenty of uh, playing time. Unique Ngakwe, he got a sack and a pressure. He looks just ready to, really ready to get that 10 plus sacks this year. That boy is about to blow up. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I think he's probably pissed that Joey Bosa got rookie of the year. Or defensive rookie of the year. Unique's like, I need my love too, man. Now, TJ Yeldon is a loser. Based on Corey Grant being a winner, kind of. And just Yeldon not doing much yet. He really hasn't looked explosive at all. What I, used, what I really liked about him heading into this season is his short area quickness, his balance of a little bit of that short area quickness with some power and some uh, nice uh, horizontal movement. He can move side to side really quickly. He's shifty. But haven't seen that much. Yeah. He needs to show that this week for sure. Now, Paul Puzlesny, winner. Miles Jack, loser, kind of. It sucks that you're getting pseudo-demoted, I guess, uh, back over to strong side. Mm. However, it does appear that Miles Jack will still be the guy communicating the plays to the defense, just from the strong side position. And there's only one player on the field allowed to have uh, communication with the coaches. So Miles Jack will be that player. He'll get the communication in there. And... uh, I play from strong side, but also it appears that they're going to modify his role to where he'll play strong side and base Maybe. downs. Yes. Nickel, he'll move to middle. Mm-hmm. So it's not really that much of a demotion, but it, it says something about what they saw. Yeah. And, the and even looking at it, like you could see there were little things as far as he, he's... He's still, you, you know he's an athlete. You he was processing. It. Exactly. He wasn't playing uh, without thinking. Yeah. He was thinking. And not all his angles were great. He started off a little slow. But he did end up getting five or six tackles mm-hmm. and uh, making some nice tackles. So, not guy, too big of a deal for Jack. Yeah. He's a guy you want on the field. I mean, they're going to keep, he's going to be a three-down linebacker. Right. Now. So That's I mean, the key. Just get the best three out there if... If he's able to be more of just an athlete as the strong side linebacker, that's that's better for him. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. He needs to eventually make the jump to middle linebacker, I feel like, to be... But yeah, this doesn't necessarily hinder him from that. Yeah. He's still... What we were most concerned about him at middle linebacker was his communication with the rest of the defense, getting everybody lined up, understanding everyone's roles. But... It doesn't seem like that's going to be a real issue. Mm. It seemed like him uh, playing himself, like worrying about his own uh, job at middle yeah. linebacker, wasn't perfect last week. And now he'll get to go back to a familiar position for him within the Jaguars defense and also get to stay on the field all three downs. So could be a win-win for Puzlesny and Miles Jack. Mm. Uh, Jason Myers missed two field goals. Both were makeable. They were both long, but yeah. they were both easily makeable. You should have at least one. He's like. uh, he's starting to have a rough camp, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll give credit to Alfie Crow, who tweeted out about it before anyone was talking about it. And uh, he said, when are we going to start talking about Jason Myers missing kicks? At that point, from what I had seen, 
Myers was still doing fairly well, but you can't miss two kicks in a game. You can't miss kicks in practice like he's been doing. And I would be concerned if I was the Jaguars coaching staff and organization. Yeah. I mean, there's so many guys. Kickers rotate through teams in training camp like nobody's business. Yeah, I mean... It's crazy how the, how, uh, how often they just churn on rosters. The uh, Buccaneers, prime example. They drafted <laughs> yeah. Roberto Aguayo in the second round traded, last year. Traded up for him. Traded up for him. Oh, and dude. have parted ways with him, you know, less than two seasons later. For Nick Folk, I believe. Yeah. Oof. Who was out of the league before. I mean... Foles had success, or Folk, excuse me. I'm having a hard time pouring over here. Folk has had some success in the league. But he was a guy that wasn't on a roster before, if I believe. Um, if I'm correct on that. He used to be the Cowboys kicker. He's moved around a little bit. But he wasn't on a roster last season, I don't think. Now, that just speaks to the uh, volatility of the position in the NFL uh, as I'm cleaning up my little mess over here with my feet. Uh, So that pretty much covers it for Jags and Patriots recap. We have more in-depth stuff online, but for the sake of time, we're going to get into our Jaguars and Buccaneers joint practice recap. Again, the Jaguars and Buccaneers uh, took the field on the Florida Florida Blue practice field two consecutive days on Monday and Tuesday this week and uh, faced off for some nice practices, high-intensity practices. We'll get into that right after we get into our Pop Top segment of the week presented by Bolt City Brewery, the one and only sponsor of the Gin Jack podcast. You can find them online, boltcitybrewery.com, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Bolt City Brewery. I'm going to go grab another glass. Alright, I'm going to go ahead and help myself. Go for it. I'm going to go ahead and pop the top. See what we got here. I believe, it uh, looks like it's a Hot Burst number two Yeah. IPA. Session IPA. Only 5%, so it's not one of those, uh, it's not one of those double or imperial IPAs where you're getting up in the 9-10% range for alcohol content. But, got a nice light color for an IPA. Yeah, wow, look at that. Looks almost like an ale, but let's go ahead and check it out here. Delicious? Yeah. No, that's I've 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 been IPAs have been growing on me. Uh, I've I've been finding I enjoy them quite a bit more than I used to. My taste buds are evolving. They're being more Adventurous, yeah. I'll say it's that. Fun. So your taste buds do change a lot. Oh yeah. Like when I first started drinking beer, I hated the way all of it yeah. tastes. And then you grow to like some of it, and then the natty lights and the yeah natty lights. Then you the... start drinking stuff like this, and you're like, my goodness. Yeah. So again, make sure to check out Bold City Brewery at their new location downtown on East Bay Street, or at their original tap room and uh, and brewing area at uh, Roselle Street in Riverside. So, we've talked about Blake Bortles, talked about the Jags and Patriots uh, matchup last week that the Jaguars got a nice W 
still feels good to get a W, even yeah. if it doesn't matter. We beat the world champs. That's right. Now, Jaguars and Buccaneers, like we said, they've been facing off against each other this week. We'll take a look at what we've seen. Obviously, we covered Blake Bortles pretty in-depth there and what he's done in these practices already. But uh, let's take a look at some other players and some other things that we've noticed. Uh, Dante Fowler. This was a huge week for him, and tomorrow is a huge game for him. He was having an electric, what I call, rookie training camp last year because he didn't get to participate as a rookie. He was out for 2015 with his ACL. So I consider last year his rookie year. So his rookie training camp was just off to a torrid start. He was playing great. All sorts of uh, videos of him just absolutely abusing Jaguars offensive linemen. He gets to Jaguars and Buccaneers joint practice in 2016, last year. And he matches up with DeMar Dotson, the Buccaneers starting right tackle. And just gets manhandled. There was a lot of buzz about him too before going in. That's what I'm saying. He was electric before that. Yeah. And and playing against Demar Dotson seemingly uh, sent that rookie season off the rails. Derailed him a little bit. He never really got back on track in terms of the type of uh, play that we were seeing before matching up against Demar Dotson. Now this year. He's had to face that old foe, uh, and he's done well in the practices, in the camp practices against Dotson. I wouldn't say he's absolutely beat Dotson in terms of as a whole, but he's beaten Dotson on plenty of plays one-on-one, and he's flashed in both uh, camp practices and 11-on-11 drills. I, th- I think Dotson even said something. He was asked about it. Mm. They said he made a comment like, yeah, he's a lot less of a hothead. Now <laughs> that's really <laughs> compared to last year. Very interesting, but I mean, it's it's something where he, it's follow, He's checking off the boxes. Yeah. He's following the arc that a young athletic football player should do. He starts out, he you know he he hits the <laughs> he hits the uphill run on the learning curve. Yeah, and it, rookie seasons can be tough. I mean, let's make no mistake: four sacks for a rookie. Is not the end of the world. Yeah. I mean, the Jag... I hate to say it, but four sacks for a Jaguars player has been above average in this team's history. Yeah. So, so I mean, he had he showed some flashes, you know, especially with his athletic stunts, ability. Yeah. Them stunts. Now, this year, you want to see the arrow keep going up. You want to see him actually be able to succeed setting up pass for us, moves, doing counters, things like that. And then really kind of step into a more dominant role and take on that elite player mentality that he probably already seemingly has. Yeah. So <laughs> you can check off the box for succeed in joint practice against the Buccaneers against Dotson. Now the next box he needs to check off is against Dotson under the lights on ESPN, national TV. And then continue to do that against the Buccaneers backups as well because mm-hmm. Valor will get time against backups. I'm certain of that. Now, his running mate, Yannick Ngakwe. Gosh, you gotta love Yannick Ngakwe. The thing Do you I have see- Yannick Ngakwe jersey yet? I don't. That seems like your guy. No, I, lo- I love that I mean, guy. you got the Tony Brackens jersey. You uh, might as well get his heir apparent, who 
if everything goes right in his career, will absolutely shatter Tony Bracken's record oh, for yeah. sacks for the Jags. Oh, yeah, I, 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 it definitely should be on the docket. 90 and 91? Yes, that's perfect. But everything I said about the, the last guy, Unique's blown it out of the water. I mean, yeah. he's way ahead of schedule as a third round. Eight sacks as a rookie. Looking like he can just manhandle people. Yeah, now, he needed to improve as a run defender. Mm-hmm. It appears he's done that. We don't. We won't really know until until it's you know week one. Yeah. Houston Texans, <laughs> Lamar Miller, Alfred Blue, and Deontay Foreman. Whew. Texans O line might not be anything special, yeah. but if Dwayne Brown's out there, which he's not yet, <laughs> yeah. they're starting left tackle. If he's out there, then that'll be a hell of a test for Unique. Mm-hmm. But he's absolutely shined in uh, joint practices. Tyler Patman continues to shine. He's he every every day. It's like oh, we got another interception. I think yeah. that's eight on the. Yeah, he's so got at least team. eight interceptions so far in training camp. That's unreal. And many more pass breakups. It's not like he's just catching everything he gets his hands on. He's broken up countless passes, and uh, he's done it against starters. He picked off Jameis Winston. Yeah. <laughs> And, and what more can you ask for? And we need depth at, at the You need depth position. at the cornerback position, and you desperately need turnovers. You've got yeah. to win the turnover battle. Something we haven't done for years. No. So Tyler Patman's a guy. Forgive me if I miss one of the teams he's played for since he entered the league in 2014, but I believe it's the Panthers, Chiefs, Colts, Titans, and... Uh, one or two other teams. Wow. So he has bounced around a lot uh, just in his short three-year career. But he might find a home here. <laughs> if he keeps playing this way, yeah. <laughs> to me, he's been almost as impressive as Keelan Cole. Yeah, that's saying something for sure. Yeah, they've been both just stellar. Uh, all the receivers are playing well, speaking of Keelan yeah. Cole. Alan Hearns. He had a double move yesterday. Oh my goodness! If you haven't seen it, I think Mike K tweeted it out. I've never, I've never seen a wide receiver make a move, and then all of a sudden the defensive back is just out of the shot. Yeah, he just kept going. He gave up. Yeah, and he <laughs> fell to the ground. Unreal. Alan Hearns just breaking ankles out there. I mean, you gotta love him. Gotta love Hernsey. So, I mean, A-Rob's making incredible catches. He wasn't able to catch that one that was out of bounds. <laughs> I still would love to just see... Uh, sports science might be able to figure something out, but... Was it too far out of bounds? Or was it just that A-Rob couldn't get to it? Yeah. I don't know. Interesting stuff. <laughs> Needless to say, though, A-Rob's playing fantastic. Hmm. Keelan Cole's playing great. Shane Wynn's playing really good. Uh, he's probably not going to make the team because I think Keelan Cole's better. I think he provides more special teams value. And just more of an NFL body. Yeah, Shane Wynn's 5'6", at wide receiver. That's tough. That makes me feel tall. And he did have a drop. Uh, one of Bortles' incompletions the other day was a drop by, by, uh, by Shane Wynn there. So... All the receivers are playing really well. Marquise Lee's still out after what we thought was going to be a terrible injury when it was reported on Sunday. 
Uh, it ended up not being as severe. It's still a high ankle sprain, something to monitor, but don't be too worried about it yet. Those can linger. They can linger. That's why I say yet. Yeah. Uh, hopefully he's ready for week one of the regular season, but in, if I'm the Jaguars, I'm not pushing him back before he's ready. Yeah. He, he, You've seen what happens with that in the past. He, he might go a couple games before you see Marquise Lee back. Which, that's okay. fine. Yeah. You know? They, I, I, I would be confident. Yeah. Uh, if Lee's not there... You have Westbrook as your fourth receiver, mm-hmm. and Cole and Ben. Yeah. Obviously, that excludes Rashad Green. Got to catch the ball. And you got to be... It did have a good punt return. He did have a great punt return against the Patriots, but he had a drop. Yeah. Uh, and he's now unhealthy. He's not practicing. Can we say something about special teams? Yeah, absolutely. Joe D. My goodness. Yeah. Just... So you haven't been able to go out to the practices, but he is the most animated coach. (laughs) I love him. You can hear him from across the field. You can hear him yelling. You can hear him uh, getting angry with players, praising players. This Jaguars coaching staff is so much more vocal, and you love it. I just love hearing it. Guys need to know what's going on, and it needs to be enforced uh, out there on the practice field. So, yeah, the special teams, much better than, than what we've seen in the past. Aurelius Penn, of course, got his special teams tackle. He's due for one of those games, it seems like. Uh, Keelan Cole got a special teams tackle. Several guys out there doing really well. And like you said, Rashad Green had a nice return. You want to see Jason Myers hit those field goals, though. Yeah, I mean, a coach can't do much about his kicker if he's just not making kicks. But, I mean, just looking at kick coverage and punt coverage, it just already, from what little I've seen, looks so much better than it did last year. Well, it's a point of emphasis. Yeah. It was a point of emphasis in the off-season free agent signings. It's a point of emphasis in practice. It's a third of the game. They're doing all (laughs) sorts of special teams drills that I've never seen them do before. Uh, under Gus Bradley, at least. So it's good. There's a there's a serious focus on that. There's a whole lot that people didn't do under Gus Bradley. <laughs> well, there's no doubt about that. Now, Mike Evans uh, made a comment after practice. Who, if you don't know, Mike Evans is the Buccaneers version of Allen Robinson, but probably a little bit of an upgrade of Allen Robinson, mm-hmm. in my opinion. He might not be as consistent as a Rob, but He's going to make more flash. I guarantee yeah. you Mike Evans catches that ball yeah. that A-Rob couldn't yeah. get to. Uh, he's just a physical freak. He's taller than A-Rob and has crazy long arms and great leaping ability. But he acknowledged, basically his comment after practice was, well, their defense is good. I I, I thought that it was just overheard by one of the reporters. That yeah, it wasn't like a comment made to the media. It yeah, was it as, as he's walking off, off, the off, field, the, yeah. off the field. Yeah, so that's... Their defense is good. And that's right after a scene, what was apparently a miserable red zone drill for them. Yeah, yeah. The Jaguars, I mean, honestly, both defenses play better than both both offenses. Yeah. Uh, and early on, it, that's typically the story. Yeah. So, now, Jaguars versus Buccaneers tomorrow night, Everbank Field. Time to lock down the bank. Time to come party with us before the game at Strata Sounds. Time for me to get Time to spill a little beer on your shirt. <laughs> Thank uh, you. It's just time to have a good time tomorrow. It's 
game day in Jacksonville tomorrow. Now, which players do we need to watch? Which uh, matchups and areas of the game do we need to focus on? Oof. Jameis, Jameis, Jameis. The star of hard knocks. Yeah. He's he's the dude. I, the I, I, I think they're going to they're gonna have a, a good team this year. I like them. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. I don't think Jalen Ramsey's going to play. I don't think Jalen Ramsey or A.J. Boyle will be. That's disappointing. So you're going to see. Well, is it, though? I want to see. I want to. I want to play with my new toys. It's Christmas. Yeah, you do, but you also get to see these backups and a lot more extensive work than you would before, and it should give you a better idea of your depth and which guys really need to stay on the roster. It's probably more necessary, but I'm incredibly selfish. Yeah, and I want to see. I want to see these guys go out and ball. <laughs> yeah. So that's actually one of the things I have to keep an eye on. You know, the cornerbacks. Mm-hmm. Tyler Patman might be lined up yeah. with Mike Evans. Now you got somebody who he's not AJ Boye, he's not Jalen Ramsey. He might be a guy to keep an eye on because he's he's shown that he's a playmaker at yeah. this point in his Jaguars career. No doubt about it. Now, obviously, you have to watch Blake Bortles. Mm-hmm. Have to see what's going on. You don't have to, but I mean, what do you, you what do you want to see from Bortles tomorrow? I have an idea. It's the same exact thing I want to see. More throws. Really? More throws? Yeah. Okay. I want to see just more of the same. Expand upon what... More of the same what we saw. Oh, what we saw last week. In New England. Yeah. yeah. Don't... He, he didn't really try and force the ball downfield. You know, he did check down and had opportunities like with Rashad Green, who w- should have gotten the first down if he, kept, if he hangs onto the ball. Right. Um, I think him realizing he's got a running game that he doesn't need to force things, just let the game come to him. I want to see more of that. Yeah. But really just I mean, the Jaguars were so reliant on Blake Portal's arm the last two years. No run game. He threw an insane amount. Let's change the offense. They're trying to change the offense, obviously. They want to run the ball. They want to play... I wouldn't call it Patriots football, but they want their passing game to be similar to the Patriots. Yeah. Dink and dunk, dink and dunk, dink and dunk, explosive play. Yeah. Uh, not going for explosive plays you gotta, every drive or... You, you got to make the defense think, hey, when, when are they going to take a shot? Right. We can't, we can't just creep up into the box because then Keelan Cole's five yards behind me. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah. I just want to see Bortles not turn the ball over. And I want to see him, you know... Continue to just make the right easy read. If he does that, this offense can be fine mm-hmm. this year. So that's what I want to see. Uh, you want to see Keelan Cole, obviously. Yeah. Is he going to show up again? Give us a 97-yard touchdown at home in front of the hometown fans. That'd be awesome. You get a lot of uh, Cole. Yeah. Oh yeah. I have a strong feeling, and yeah, that's a great name to yell. So let's just keep him for no other reason. If for no other reason than that. We've talked about some of our favorite names to yell at the games in the past. Drew. Cole is a very easy one. Schmangy. Schmangy. Cam Robinson. You want to see him play well. He played pretty well against the Buccaneers in practice this week. Lined up against Robert Ayers. He's not a Pro Bowl caliber player, but he's a veteran. Yep. In the last four seasons, he's had at least five sacks. 
So he's a guy I, that can get to the quarterback and make plays. I feel bad for not mentioning his name sooner. Yeah. This guy. Yeah, we've talked for 50 minutes and we haven't talked about Cam Robinson. Shame. He exceeded Shame. my expectations. I yeah. thought he had a great game. There's there's some things he can work on, but you can you can you just you can see it's there. Yeah. He's got the feet, he's got uh, the hands, he's just got it all at left tackle, it seems like. And maybe Nick Saban was right about this one. Yeah. When he said Cam Robinson's as good of prospect for the NFL as we've ever had at Alabama. I'll take it. Sign Somehow me he drops to the second round. Thank you very much to every team that passed on him. Yeah. Uh, running backs as a whole. Leonard Fournette's not going to be in the game. You want to see Corey Grant uh, have a good a good uh, game to stack on to his last great game, which also stacks on to his last game of the regular season last year. Corey Grant's last two games, he's rushed for over 120 yards. That's, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Think about that. Yeah. So you want to see him do well. But you also want to see TJ Yeldon and Chris Ivory, if Ivory plays. He practiced yesterday, but didn't practice earlier in the week, so seems like he'll be good to go. But you want to see those running backs do something without Leonard Fournette in the game. Can the Jaguars running backs and the offensive line run the ball Without Fournette. We don't... Pretty damn confident they can run the ball with Fournette. Yeah. Can they do it without? We'll find out. Uh, Tyler Patman, we've talked about at length. Uh, you want to watch him. You want to see him go up against Mike Evans or whoever else they put out there against him. Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. I don't Ooh. know. Does Deshaun Jackson play tomorrow? Probably know. not. He's a veteran guy. Yeah. So... We'll see, but you want to see the run game get it going. You want to see physicality on the defense side of the ball and on offense. And you want to see the special teams performance continue. Obviously, save Jason Myers. But you want to see those coverage units getting down and really uh, busting some heads and kicking ass. And you want to see D.D. Westbrook presumably will get the uh, reps if Rashad Green doesn't go, which it doesn't seem like he will. I kept waiting and waiting for him to get in the game. And then what do you know? (laughs) He, yeah. he gets a, a nice deep touchdown. Yeah. So 42-yard touchdown in his first game against the Pats. Not bad. Yeah. Deserves a nice little pat on the back there. Now, the Jaguars aren't the only team in their division that have games this weekend. Texans versus Patriots in Houston. Obviously, the storyline is Deshaun Watson. There is no other storyline. There really isn't. If you're a Texans fan, there's other storylines. Oh, how's our offensive line? You're not going to see all these stars on defense take the field. Uh, you want to see Deshaun Watson if you're a Texans fan. It, it he hurts. played very well last week. It, I hate seeing him in that jersey. Yeah, I, I mean, it. the thing about him and his play last week, which was excellent, mm-hmm. it didn't change any... It didn't answer any of the questions that scouts had coming in. Yeah. What was he able to do? Uh, manage the pocket okay. Move outside of the pocket. Score with his feet. You know, throw on the run. Uh, throw intermediate to short throws accurately. What you don't, or what scouts didn't know from Watson, was how is his arm strength getting the ball uh, to the outside on out routes, on corner routes. Um, uh, balls that need to be placed in between the receiver and the sideline. 
and uh, how well he could manage just being a pocket quarterback, which you didn't see that much of. Mm-hmm. So, great first game. He needs to stack that on. And uh, hopefully he doesn't. Obviously, I would just we'd love to see him not play well. I was, I was as watching, a Houston Texan. Yeah, I was watching his highlights, and it just it it brought like flashes of just us getting the Jaguars' defense just getting torched by guys who aren't even that great of athletes. Yeah, running all over us. Yeah, let's see him do that week one. Uh, Ready for it, unique. Come on. Ready for it. Titans so, versus Panthers. Can the offense do anything? What is up with it? They lost 7-3 to three to the yeah. Jets. I watched like that whole game. What? The, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched it after the fact. I knew it was going to end 7-3 to three oh. and I still watched it. Massacast here. Yeah. <laughs> but they play the uh, Panthers on Saturday. Their offense needs to do something. Man, I thought... We, we talked about it last week. I thought just... It wasn't a matter of if the Titans win, it's by how much. Mm-hmm. And then they come out and lay a dud. Yeah, pretty interesting. See if they can bounce back. Yeah, absolutely. Colts at Cowboys. Uh, keep an eye on the secondary. That's what we talked about last week. You're not going to see Andrew Luck, so the offense is pretty much null and void without Andrew Luck. You yeah. don't care what you're seeing from the offense. So, secondary... Uh, Malik Hooker, first-round pick. Many people thought he was a top-five talent in the draft. Free safety, very rangy. We've talked about him on here before. He played well in their first game. He was really happy to finally play a game after a really long offseason. He had to battle through injuries and stuff like that. But he looked good. However, their, uh, their guy that they drafted to be kind of his running mate at cornerback has not been playing very well. Florida boy, Quincy Wilson, has been beaten out by a fellow rookie, Nate Hairston, from Temple. Who? Exactly. Who did? Who did? <laughs> Who Nate, did? Nate Hairston from Temple is starting over Quincy Wilson right now. That's shocking. Something to keep an eye on, for sure. That's crazy to me. Yeah. It really is something else. I thought Quincy Wilson was as good a cornerback prospect as there was in the draft. And uh, apparently, he's he's had his welcome to the NFL moments, and he needs to overcome those things. Yeah, for real. Wow. Speaking of Gators, apparently the Colts have, and not apparently they do. <laughs> the Colts, uh, they have two starting linebackers that are both Gators, John Bostic and Antonio Morrison. Oh, yeah, look at that. Pretty interesting, and they got Quincy Wilson back there, so. For all the Gator fans, which I'm sure there's plenty of listeners that are Gator fans, that's interesting to keep an eye on. So, again, Texans, you want to see Deshaun Watson. Hopefully, if you're a Jaguar fan, play poorly. If you're a Texan fan, fan play well. Titans, you just want to see some offense. Uh, and the Colts, you want to see that new and improved defense and that secondary especially, see what happens there. Pro Football Focus Minute which we're still not getting paid for by Pro Football Focus. If anyone that works for Pro Football Focus is out there <laughs> listening right now, you know how to hit us up. Uh, info at jimjack.com. Anyways, so Pro Football Focus has been doing a, uh, a little... I don't even know what, to, what the proper word is right now, but a... Uh, 
they've been doing posts about all the NFL teams four highest rated jack or four highest rated players of every NFL team. They've been doing posts about. And Pro Football Focus has been grading players since 2006. So it's from 2006 to 2016, the four highest rated players from each team. They obviously did the Jaguars. And the four highest grades come from only two players, (laughs) which is pretty funny. Daryl Smith has two of the highest grades, and Greg Jones has two of the highest grades. That should really come as no surprise. Although, you might expect Maurice Jones-Drew to have a higher grade uh, his year that he won the rushing title. Yeah, how do you grade a fullback? <laughs> I don't know how they do it, obviously. they have. We don't always agree with their uh, <laughs> yeah. their breakdowns, but Greg Jones, we're not taking anything. No, 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 no. He was an absolute stud. Yeah. It's just like, how do you grade a fullback? Just on blocking? What? But anyways, Jones, he was a stud for the Jaguars. Yeah, he was awesome. But Daryl Smith was even better. If that guy had not been let go or not been re-signed by Dave Caldwell, or if Caldwell had have brought him back, he would have ended his career with over a thousand tackles as a Jaguar. That's crazy. He would be in front of Paul Puzlesny by quite a bit mm-hmm. as the team's all-time leading tackler. And... He would have made these defenses better. Yeah. It is just really frustrating. He went to Baltimore and then Tampa. Obviously in Tampa he was playing for Mike Smith, his old defensive Mm -hmm. coordinator. Thinking about the end of his career is one of the most upsetting endings to the career of any Jaguar player. He played well. Yeah, he played so good. It's like, damn. Greg Jones, we loved him. He ended his career with the Texans, didn't he? So, yeah, I, I, I think you're right. Sad. But it is what it is. That's the nature of the NFL. Got to love both of those guys as Jaguars legends. Oh, yeah. Greg Jones is easily the best fullback we've ever had. And I think you could definitely say Daryl Smith's the best all-around linebacker. Cause he, he was forced to play outside some seasons, inside some seasons, and he did all of it with great success. I got to say, Greg Jones has maybe my favorite highlight of, of all time. Okay. Uh, going against... Was it in Florida State? Yeah. yeah not for the Jaguars. In North Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> where he just... He threw... Somebody tried to come and block him, and he just gave him the, the forearm and just launched him. Didn't look like an NFL move. It looked oh, like a it looked like fighting he, move. It looked like he was playing peewee, like against peewee football players. He just threw the guy like a ragdoll. It was unbelievable. Yeah. He so, was such an animal. Shout out to you, Daryl Smith. Shout out to you, Greg Jones. Uh, PFF's other Jaguars graphic for this week, Dante Fowler graded 21.4 for his pass rush proficiency in the Jaguars' first preseason contest against the Patriots. What does 21.4 mean? Who knows? We don't know. (laughs) What we do know is that he had 14 pass rush attempts. And four quarterback pressures, which that's a good ratio. Very good ratio. No sacks, but still, getting pressure on the quarterback is important. And 21.4 was higher than several other players who excelled last week. So it's a very high grade. It's It's not like 21.4 out of 100, I don't think. It's so 21.4 is pretty good. 
you saw some other guys that got like uh, TJ Watt got two sacks and his grade was lower. Yeah, there was somebody who PFF was saying check out the week that this guy had and it was like fourteen. Right. So I was like, whoa. So what, yeah, what's going on there? They really liked what Fowler what Fowler did last week, and I did too. You get four pressures, that's good. You chase running backs and receivers out of the backfield down, that's good. Mm. Stack it up again this week. Let's go. It's not all about sack numbers. If he's influencing influencing the quarterback, it can it can go a long way. You'd Absolutely. like to see him get sacks, but I mean, just affect the play. Yeah, no question about it. Now, Scott has no idea where we're going with this one. I, I don't <laughs> believe. Keep one, let one walk. Who are we playing? This we game? ready? Drum Can't, roll, please. Yeah. <laughs> Alan Hearns, uh-huh. Deshaun Jackson. Ooh. I did a lot of soul-searching for this one. Yeah. There was a lot of matchups that I thought about, but I thought this one was the hardest one to answer. I like Deshaun Jackson. I like Alan Hearns. They're different players. Very different players, Very different. but the same position. De- um, Deshaun Jackson, quite a bit older. Yeah, he's 30. Is he only 30? I believe. Let's let's confirm that real quick. I feel like he's been around forever. He has. There's no question about that. God. Maybe maybe it's just because he's been so good since, ever since he was a rookie. Yes. He immediately burst onto the scene <laughs> as a rookie. Um, I, still, I still think about that he's game. He's 30, yeah. I still think about that game against the Giants with the punt return. I remember where I was when I saw that play. Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh, yeah. He made so many amazing plays yeah. in his career. Even, yeah. I, but yeah, he doesn't turn 31 till December, so pretty much he'll be 30 the whole season. If I'm building a franchise, I might take Alan, Alan Hearns because of his age. But for like if I, ha- if I got him for a year, Deshaun, man, Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, it's hard to argue. He's, he's got something that not many people in the NFL have. It's just game-breaking speed. Well, not only does he have that, but he has an incredible feel for the game. Yeah. Like, Tavon Austin has that game-breaking speed you're talking about, but you don't see it exactly. as much as you see it with Deshaun. He's not as much of a polished receiver. Yeah. And Deshaun seems to... He, he checks a lot of boxes in yeah. what you want. Now, Alan Hearns has certainly outperformed him the last three seasons. Yeah. By a long shot. Since Hearns has been in the league... Their stats really aren't that close. Uh, but, you know, Deshaun, he was a team's number two receiver, same as Hearns. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, it's tough. Yeah. I, I didn't make my decision before coming <laughs> on here. I think, I think as a team, you have to go with Hearns. Mm hmm. Uh, you you don't build for one year. Yeah. If you were building for one year, I think Deshaun Jackson might win. I don't think he necessarily should win for one year though. Hearns could very well be better than Deshaun Jackson this year. Yep. And I and I think part of this for me is the trap that I think a lot of people fall into is that you take advantage of a guy or you take for granted a guy who is undrafted free agent. There's not a lot of expectations for the for a guy. He comes in, plays well, next season has a huge season, 
And then you're like, okay, this guy's pretty good. Maybe there's still a little hang-up because he's an undrafted free agent. He gets hurt, you know. Um, so yeah, last year was a down year for him because of injury. Yeah, and play. And His play yeah. wasn't great. So I mean, even I probably I take Alan Hurts for granted. I don't mean to, but it's just it's easy to. It's yeah. It seems it's just seemingly easy to. Yeah. So. Probably a push if we're talking one year. If we're talking multiple seasons, definitely Hernsey. Mm. But, yeah. It would be nice to have Deshaun Jackson streaking down the field. But, yeah. God. <laughs> it really would. Hopefully they'll both play so we can... Because uh, even their stats isn't a fair comparison. Because the element that Deshaun Jackson brings yeah. to the football field and makes the defense be aware of is just... I feel like... Dynamic. Alan Hearns has the capability of... of making a play more than what it is, but he's more of get chunk yardage, you know, add up, add up over the course of a game. Deshaun Jackson, any play, yeah. can go off. And you've seen that from Hearns, too. Yeah. He doesn't necessarily have that speed you think about, but he's had a lot of big plays. So, I mean, big plays that are important plays, game-winning plays. Mm-hmm. So, it's interesting. Yeah, hopefully they can both get some reps tomorrow and we'll <laughs> see what happens I, mean, I was just thinking about game like important plays that he's made and stuff it always seems to be against the Colts he's done a lot against the Colts he has in London yeah he had the game winning touchdown catch that was just an amazing catch great throw too yeah on the run by another other than Blake Bortles like oh sorry I was was like wait who's defending him what is no no sorry I I was was thinking about the, the the game against the Colts where he he catches it almost between two defenders. That was defenders. crazy. You think it's a sure pick, yeah, and then all of a sudden Hearns has the ball, and the defenders are left unfounded, and Hearns is streaking down the sideline for a touchdown. That, yeah, that was a great play. So, yeah, uh, both great wide receivers. That's Keep it up, Hearns. That's proud of you. And, yeah, Hearns has been really good in training camp. Yeah. Good, He's man. a stud. Good. He's a stud for sure. I, he just seems steady. Yeah. Super steady. Now, that's going to pretty much do it for our show. We went over a little over an hour today. Not too bad. Not as much as last week. Actually, we're getting pretty close to last week. But it is what it is. We like talking. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if y'all are here to listen, we're here to talk. So, again, you can follow us at Generation Jaguar on Facebook and Instagram, at Generation Jag on Twitter. And make sure to come out to the game tomorrow. Whether you want to tailgate with us or tailgate with someone else, we don't care. Get your butt out to the game. Have a good time. Watch Jaguars football. And enjoy Everbank Field, the best damn stadium in the NFL, if you ask me. So, if you do want to come tailgate with us, we'll be at Strata Sounds on 240 Talleyrand Avenue. We'll be $10 to get in. You'll get a free Bubba Burger. You'll get free drinks. And uh, you'll be entered, we believe... In a contest to win an Allen Robinson signed jersey. Ooh. Big reveal at the end here. So, yeah. Uh, we're excited about that. And we're excited for the season. So, follow Scott Klein if you want to hear his uh, bad Texas football takes. I got at a lot Scott Klein one. Follow myself at Jordan DeLugo for a little bit of everything, mostly Jaguars. And make sure to check out Bold City Brewery at boldcitybrewery.com. And check out their Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Bold City Brewery. And make sure to go get some beer from them. 
You can go to their original tap room off Roselle, or you can check out their brand new location downtown on East Bay Street. Again, shout out to them. Thanks for being the best sponsors in the world. And that's going to do it for our show today. Let's go get to 2-0 and net, uh, tomorrow against the uh, Buccaneers. Let's see a good performance from Blake Bortles. Let's see these guys that are on the fringe of the roster. Let's see them have some good performances. And just have a good time. Show up. Be loud. Support your team. Go Jaguars. Have a great day, Duval. Thanks so much for listening to the GenJag Podcast with your host, Jordan DeLugo. Online at GenJag.com. Twitter at Generation Jag. Facebook and Instagram at Generation Jaguar. Block and teal all day. We'll catch you next time. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.